So I'd like to thank you for joining me again. This is Everyone's Bad Communicator, formerly Through Different Eyes podcast. And I wanted to talk a little bit about relationships today, which is something that I typically talk about, but maybe not in the way that a lot of other people talk about it. So anyway, I noticed something um, as I was watching some of the shows that I enjoy watching that I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit. And so let's get into what we want to talk about. All right. So I'm trying this thing where I'm trying this thing where I'm actually also recording, um, myself on video, which is a little bit unnerving looking at a little light on the camera. Um, as I record. However, I'm going to continue doing it this way because I think that it could be effective. If you'd like to follow me on my YouTube channel, then you can watch me speak as well as listen. So let's get into what I wanted to talk about regarding relationships. Here is what I would like to say. Do you know why people... How can I say this without getting in trouble? There are a lot of times where I have said in my book or in other episodes on this podcast, especially with regard to things and relationships that are negative, whether it is abuse of any kind or whether it is neglect of any kind, those kinds of things are not ever a secret like you think it is. It's not a secret like you think it is. The thing of it is, um, there is a class of people who are experiencing some form of abuse from a loved one, from a partner, from a spouse, whatever you call yourself in that relationship, right? And I'm here to tell you that If something is happening to you behind closed doors, there is someone who sees it. There's always a witness. It's never just you and your abuser who know what's happening. People have a lot of reasons for not getting into a um, disagreement between people who are in relationships. This is going to be kind of difficult to talk about, and this is going to trigger some people. But I'll tell you the way it was told to me, and from what I learned in my personal experience, there's a lot, there's a reason why people will see something happening to you in a relationship, and they'll be a friend of yours and they won't get involved. They will remove themselves from the equation. Or they will be quiet. They won't say anything. They'll let you go through what you go through. And pray for you to come out on the other side. Right? Um, One of those reasons is. When you are being mistreated. Intimately. By someone who is supposed to be the closest person to you. Nine times out of 10, if someone brings you some objective information out of concern, you will probably bite their head off. Or 
you will treat them in such a way as to ensure that maybe they realize that they need to take a step back from you and what you're going through. How do I mean? Well, tell you a story. When I was in college, there was a group of us. There were four of us that hung together um, a lot during my sophomore year, I want to say. And one of the girls in our group had a boyfriend who liked to put his hands on her occasionally. Now I was young and I didn't I didn't have any experience with that kind of thing, witnessing it from a friend. One evening we went to the movies as a group. And at the end of the movie, of course, my homegirl, she was the one whose car we were in. Her dude was in the front seat and then the rest of us were in the back. And we were driving out of the movie theater parking lot. And of course, they were having a disagreement. Now, unbeknownst to me, them having these disagreements was something that was pretty typical. I didn't know this because I didn't hang out with the group as much. Um, You know, I was working a lot and studying, so I wasn't hanging out like your average college kid would hang out. Anyway, we were in this car and he reached over and punched her closed fist in the side of the head as she was driving out of the parking lot, which means the car swerved and um, we were afraid for our lives. And we all were just kind of looking like, what the? And before we could say anything, She was screaming for him to get out of the car. He jumped out of the car and um, we all went back to our dorm rooms. Now, I didn't, um, I didn't know (laughs) what to do. She was crying, she was upset. She was saying to us, it's over between us. I can't believe he did that in front of you guys. I didn't realize uh, trigger words or things that I should have listened for at the time. Oh, I can't believe, you know, because did that would should have been where that sentence stopped, in other words. But what she said was, I can't believe he did that in front of you guys. Now, older, wiser, um in front of us. So are you saying he should have only done it in private? Like this is what I would ask now looking back. But of course, before I was just kind of looking at my other friends, like what the hell did we just witness? Now, of course, later on, he had walked all the way from where we went to the movies, which was quite a ways from where we were residing. He walked all the way to her apartment apologized and of course they made up and they were back together now in my mind at the time I thought but you told me you was breaking up with him but I didn't say anything because I was like you know people argue and I guess they get back together 
I don't know that I don't think I would get with somebody back. You know, if they hit me, I was one of those people. I don't think I would get back with somebody if he punched me in my head in front of company. You know, I, and she did. There was another incident, maybe a few nights later, where we were by the lake and he was roughing her up. Now, when I say roughing her up, I mean, this girl was like five foot one and he was significantly taller maybe five, nine or 10. And the way that he was grabbing her and shaking her, I was like, bro, this is not the football field. Listen, don't do that in front of me. Like, I'm not a dude. Like, and I didn't realize, you know, anything, but he and I got into a significant argument because I felt like, cut that out. You know what I'm saying? What are you doing? She's like, a quarter of your size, bro. Like you're being a bully. We got into an all out argument because I felt like don't hit her and don't hit her in front of me. Like, bro, are you kidding? You think I'm just going to stand here and let you like treat this grown woman like this? That's insane. He and I got into a huge argument, very loud. There was an audience he took a swing at me. It was wild. Looking back, I realized that when he took that swing, that little five foot, whatever, 4'11", friend was able to keep him from punching me, which means he probably didn't want to punch me in the first place. It was half-hearted. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is... The next day, when we were supposed to meet for dinner, she and I weren't friends anymore. And what I mean by that is she didn't want to talk to me. She was different. She wasn't open and receiving and willing to hang out anymore. After I stood up for her and put myself in between her and the disagreement that she and this man had, And I learned then that, you know why people don't say anything? And later on, when I had my own issues with this kind of drama in a relationship, and I went for help, and it was so difficult to get an officer to believe me and not treat me like I had brought this on myself, it's because as a victim, you go back. As a victim, you lash out at the person who's trying to help you. It would be like when Shrek went to the castle to rescue the princess from the dragon, from the dragon's keep. And instead of her leaving with him, if she had knocked him in the back of the head, locked him in the tower, and then went and sat on the dragon's lap. That's what that's like. And a lot of times that's what happens when you insert yourself into a relationship. Now, you can take this and you can you know, apply it to whatever relationship that you're hearing about here in the public eye from celebrities who are not the only ones who deal with this. And this is why people don't say anything. This is why people are reluctant to insert themselves into what you have going on. I had a huge argument with a man that my mother was dating. 
And guess what? She's still with him. <laughs> she still went back to him. You know, it's like you choose. And a lot of times people are not going to expend their energy if you're just going to go right back. Now, the problem is there are some people who aren't going to go right back. And this is what makes the journey harder when you try to leave because a lot of people just expect you to go right back because that's how it goes. A lot of people expect you to accept your situation because that's how it goes. Let's lighten this up a little bit. And let's talk about this in terms of not necessarily physical abuse, but emotional maltreatment, we'll call it. So I do reviews of some of the Bravo shows that I like to watch. Some of them. Some of them I watch and I don't review them. Some of them I only watch reviews because I don't watch them. But there are a couple that I watch and I enjoy. And I do reviews because um, who else am I going to talk to about the shenanigans? There's a woman on one of the episodes who is clearly going through a lack of emotional support in her relationship. Um, And I say this with love and from experience. And she says things like, even in her tagline, oh, uh, I just had a DNA test and it turns out I 100% don't care. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. During the episodes, um, there was one where her friends had a French intervention to talk to her about what things are looking like in her relationship. I've had friends have French interventions for me and tell me that something was going on that did not look uh, chaste, that did not look okay, that seemed to be suspect with the person that I was with who was emotionally abusive or emotionally absent from my relationship. And guess what? I had a similar reaction to the one that she's having. Similar, not the same. Um, she mentioned, she was asked during this French intervention, she was asked, hey, um, you know, if there's any other infidelity in your relationship, are you going to kick him out? Yes, absolutely. No, you won't. No, you won't. And I feel like you won't because sometimes you have to recognize something for what it is. And I don't think that she's willing to do that in as much as it would make her, you know, stand up and want to walk away. Maybe she feels like there's nothing that she needs to walk away from. And those of us who are on the outside looking in, you know, we have all kinds of judgments and opinions. But at the moment when she said, of course I would. Oh, no, he's got to go. Girl, he ain't going nowhere. And I'm going to tell you why he ain't going nowhere. Because he knows he doesn't have to go anywhere. At least not right away. Legally, when you want someone to leave your home, this is outside of being married. We're not even talking about that yet. If you guys are together in a home, you're not married, and one person wants the other to leave, meaning don't live there anymore, you have to go through a process to do that. An eviction process with the courts. He know she he knew he wasn't she was finna do that. So he don't gotta go nowhere. Also, they are now married because she remarried him. He still don't have to go nowhere. He could go down in the basement 
Or maybe not. He don't even have to go in the basement. He could sit right there and look at her in her face and be like, you through? Because he just is unmoved by emotional outbursts. Now, that could be for whatever reason it's for, but I think that the fact that he is unmoved means that she now wants to tell us that she is unmoved. But what I see is someone who is just accepting it as what it is because he ain't going to change no way. Even if I did, it wouldn't change anything. And it wouldn't. If she got angry and threw some shoes and exerted herself and put his clothes out on the lawn, I mean, it would make for good YouTube fodder, but it probably wouldn't change anything. His attitude would not be, oh my gosh, I really hurt you so bad. Even if she slowly packed his stuff and made it nice and neat and rented a U-Haul and parked it in the driveway and said, this man will take you wherever you want to go, but you got to get out of here. He still, still wouldn't make a difference because he's unmoved by the fact that she is feeling however she's feeling about their situation. No, I'm not saying he's a complete villain. I'm just saying he is unmoved by however she is feeling about their situation. He could have probably been unmoved for a long time. Who knows? I don't know. They show us what they show us. But that part and that reaction that she's having about she doesn't care and what do you want me to do do you want me to throw him out i'm not going to ask him to do anything that he wasn't doing already outside of my knowledge uh yeah because you know it's not going to change anyway even if you did ask sometimes a person who is experiencing emotional maltreatment or even physical abuse has a way of putting things on the concerned party that should be at the feet of the abuser. Let me say that again. Sometimes a person who is emotionally abused or emotionally maltreated has a way of putting the blame on the individual who is concerned rather than the person who is actually being disrespectful or abusive or emotionally absent. So in layman's terms, I talk to you or I ask you, why are you letting somebody treat you like this and you curse me out like I just went into your wallet and stole everything? This is why people don't insert themselves this is why people sit back and watch and see what happens. Because a lot of times folks will feel like, even if we're friends, I'm not going to say nothing to you about your business, babe, because I'm not, I don't want that smoke. I don't want to be yelled at or cursed out or talked to like something's wrong with me because I'm pointing out something that I clearly see is hurting you. It's a huge mess, right? It's a clusterfuck. It is. It really, really is. I'm not excusing people not saying anything. I'm just shedding some light on what it looks like and why people don't say anything. That's why. Because you're going to get your head bitten off, maybe, 
and people don't want to go through that. Conflict avoidance. (laughs) Anyway, on our next episode, we'll go into a little bit more detail. We'll talk about how these things, you know, play out even further. What goes on, um, what doesn't go on, and etc. as usual. So let me know if you agree with my assessment. Let me know how you feel about what I have said in this episode. If you disagree, okay. If you agree, okay. Let's talk a little bit about it. Anyway, I want to thank you again for stopping by, um, playing the episode, hopefully to entirety. This is everyone's bad communicator. Um, Thank you for listening. Let's make it a great day and I'll see you on the next episode.